Hello there, and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent, and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashams in Johannesburg, South Africa, and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show, we speak to an African based in Austria, Nigeria's Olaren Waju Kayode, who plays for Austria Vienna and finished as top scorer in the just ended season. Kayode tells us about the standard of football in Austria. As you can see, it's like a German Bundesliga. And uh, I think uh, it's a super league because many people don't watch uh, Austrian league. Uh, that's why they think maybe it's not a strong side, it's not a good league. Also, we speak to Ghana international striker David Akam, who plays for the Chicago Fire in the U.S. Major League Soccer. And Stewart gives us his top 10 African players in the just-ended English Premier League season. Idrissa Gueye, the Senegal player at Everton. He was in the statistics we mentioned as having made most tackles in the Premier League. But let's start at the under-20 FIFA World Cup in South Korea, where Zambia have made it through to the quarterfinals with a 4-3 extra-time win over Germany in the second round. Zambia are the African champions. They're in the quarterfinals of this competition for the first time. Senegal went out in the second round, losing 1-0 to Mexico, who got a late winner, while South Africa and Guinea went out at the group stage. Uh, Solomon, what do you make of Zambia's performance? Zambia, the game against Germany was definitely a good game to watch. Uh, it was uh, a great representation of African football. I felt the Zambian team was very fluid, strong in attacking, and also the midfield and the wings were, were coordinated very well. If you see a couple of their goals where it came from, I, I'm definitely going to tip them going all the way. They've represented Africa quite well to get into the quarterfinal, and they would do well to be able to make sure their defend is uh, tight in the next uh, game. Uh, but I'm sure the coach is going to work on it. But at the same time, they've showed that they are definitely a quality side. They definitely represented Africa very well. Yes, and let's hope that Zambia will continue to fly the flag for Africa. They play Italy in the quarterfinals on Monday at the FIFA Under-20 World Cup. And Mali defended their title successfully at the Under-17 Africa Cup of Nations in Gabon as they beat Ghana in the final. Remember that Gabon hosted the Senior Africa Cup of Nations earlier this year. Uh, small crowds, but a good tournament. Yes, Steve, it is definitely a small crowd, but... Uh, definitely a good tournament. Uh, it's just kind of like a replica of the kind of crowd that we saw during the AFCON proper, where the crowd just disappeared after the host nation was kicked out. Uh, but still, that did not really take away from the play. And Ghana got into the final for the first time in 18 years. And, and Ghana being one of the only few countries, uh, uh, including Nigeria and Gambia, to win uh, the under-17 Afghan twice. So now Mali uh, defeating Ghana 1-0. They've joined that elite group of uh, the nations in Africa who have won uh, the Afcon under-17 tournament twice. And uh, the, the tournament has produced some great players, players like uh, Ghana's captain Eric Ayia, who is the tournament's second top goal scorer with uh, five goals. The uh, Malian goalkeeper, Yusuf Koita, who was really the player uh, for me between uh, Mali and Ghana in that final game. 
Well, thanks, Solomon, and congratulations again to Mali, the under-17 African champions. Always exciting if your country's doing well at youth level because it means the future should be bright. Well, we have the opening group games for qualifying for the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations coming up next weekend. This just four months after the end of the 2017 finals in Gabon. And one team hoping to do well is Nigeria, having missed out on the last two editions. Well, Planet Sport Football Africa's Oluwashina Okaleji spoke to a new face in the Super Eagles squad, Olaren Wajukayode, who plays for Austria Vienna, who finished second in the just-ended Austrian Bundesliga, uh, with Kayode finishing as the top scorer. Indeed, Kayode was Nigeria's highest-scoring striker in Europe this season. He played for the Nigeria under-17s, under-20s and under-23s at national level and made his senior debut in a friendly earlier this year. Kayode is in the squad for next week's game at home to South Africa in Uyo and Oluwashina asked how it feels to have made his debut at senior level. Yeah, I feel so great, you know. I'm so excited. Meet all, all my friends here because we play on the 17 and the 20 together and... Uh, you know, I think uh, this is the right time for me to be in the camp with my friends and I'm very super excited. At some point, you must have felt frustrated. You keep scoring goals in Austria, <laughs> you don't get a call from Nigeria. Yeah, yeah normally, you know, everybody, we are human beings, you know. Uh, we have to free so much, you know. And um, I thank God that the coach just looked my side and uh, gave me the opportunity to just prove myself and... Uh, I hope I can I can give him more chance to play so I can prove myself very well. And uh, I know the kind of player I am and uh, I know the kind of quality I am. I'm always a fighter and um, I, I hope I can deliver more for Nigeria. When you look around the Super Eagles, striking force is always their strength. Yeah. You have Igalo, Ideye, you have um, Kelechi Enacho and other strikers. You look at yourself, you stand a chance. Do you stand a chance amongst these players? You know, yeah, definitely. For me, I don't doubt myself. I know the I know what I can do. I believe in myself so much, and I believe in God also. So I know the kind of quality I have, and uh, you know it's good when you have quality and you prove it, you show it to the world. Absolutely um, stunning performance in the Austrian Bundesliga. You also score goal in Europe with um, your club Austria Vienna. Do you think the fact that you play in Austria counts against you? Sometimes people just because they don't see the Austrian Bundesliga, they think, ah, no, Kyle, they wasn't yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe, uh, you know, I got many messages. You know, someone sent me some message, you know. Last week, uh, say, yeah, Larry, why? What are you doing in Austria? You have to live there and come to you. Premiership, something like that. I said, this is football, you know. Where, where you find yourself, you just keep on fighting. It's not about Austria. It's not a good club. Austrian league is a good league, and you, as you can see, it's like a German Bundesliga. And uh, I think uh, it's a super league because many people don't watch uh, Austrian league. Uh, that's why they think maybe it's not a strong side, it's not a good league. Maybe very soon, I, th- I hope very soon, I will live there. Um, I'm watching, um, I'm praying to God, maybe in England here or Germany <laughs> or France. So I think uh, probably I'll, I will choose, I'll sit down with my family and uh, choose the, best, uh, the better side. When you look at Nigeria, you guys, um, you're flying in your World Cup qualifying group. What will it mean for your career for you to get a chance to play at the World Cup with the Super Eagles? Wow, wow, that's me. Dream comes true, you know. <laughs> that's my dream, you understand? You know, I play on the 17 World Cup, on the 20, wow. And I also play Olympic on the 23. I think uh, I will, if I play World Cup, wow, I think I will do anything, you know. 
So I think um, I hope you know that's what my prayer that we qualify for the definitely we will because we have to we have young boys yeah doing well so far we have good coach when we have young player like this always playing fantastic football like uh, Kenichi Yanacho uh, Alex Wobi and also we have some uh, like uh, my friends uh, Onazi if they can keep this team like this fighting always good training i think uh, who we'll succeed definitely? Who we'll still come back from the, you know maybe number one in Africa? Um, you speak the language, and how is the food, and how is life there in Austria? Wow, I I can say Austria Vienna is a beautiful city in the world. Everybody can testify, and uh, it's a very nice place to live. And we are we have also Nigerian people there. They are living there, and. Uh, I think for me, uh, you know, I don't have problem because my family is with me. So I don't feel, maybe I always feel at home because we have Nigeria store there, eat pounded yam, egusi, yubo food, because my wife is also yubo. So I don't have problem there. Very fantastic place to live. And, um, you know, only problem is the tax, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but if you want to live there, if you want to succeed, you don't look that one. So you have to continue working hard you know my coach German coach always like if you work hard and uh, they, they will love you definitely and um, I think uh, very soon very soon I will live there certainly seems to be going places that's Olaren Waju Kayode of Nigeria and Austria Vienna well this is Planet Sport Football Africa brought to you by Passion for Sport And you can download our app and listen to the show anytime. To download, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Once you've downloaded, you can listen to the show anytime on the app and access past programs in our archive. Our website is planetsportfootballafrica.com. You can listen to the show there too. And our Twitter handle is at planetsportfa. Well, now we turn to social media, and in last week's show, we looked back at the 2016-2017 English Premier League season. And one point we addressed was the way that Manchester United are not the same team that they were under Sir Alex Ferguson. The Europa League victory redeemed their season somewhat, but under manager Jose Mourinho, they're not playing the attacking, exciting football that used to be their hallmark. So we asked, do you think that Man United can become an attacking team again? To Facebook first, and Thierry Tarr from Cameroon says, next year United's attack force will be fantastic, as rumours are coming in on them wanting to sign big players like Antoine Griezmann, Andrea Bellotti and James Rodriguez. This season was bad for United because of their attack, but they had the second best defensive record in the league. Too many draws, but they came because of a lack of goals. I'm a Manchester United fan. I believe next season they will be dangerous, says Thierry. To Senegal now, and Candes Jarlo says, I believe under Mourinho, United can regain those characteristics that they were once known for. But it has to take some time. The management and the fans need to have patience and to allow Jose to deliver the tactical philosophy that he is known for. But Lamine Yusufa Kole in The Gambia has a different view. I personally don't see it as a big deal, says Lamine, because football is about both attacking and defending. All that matters is that they're winning games. On to what's up, and Mwinga Maimbolwe in Zambia says that they definitely will become an attacking force again. 
They'll be a force to be reckoned with in the near future. The presence of their young, enterprising, attacking options just goes to show how much potential they have, not forgetting that they have a great manager too. Great times ahead for them, says Mwinga. But Afode Njie in the Gambia disagrees, uh, saying, I think the coach is too defensive-minded. Even if they were to sign classic strikers, he'll still rely on a counter-attack approach, says Fode. Aliou Conte, also in the Gambia, agrees. No, I don't think so, because Mourinho is there, says Aliou. And Noble Botamani in Malawi also agrees, saying no, nothing will change unless they engage another manager. And that's a point that Abina from Nigeria picks up on. Yes, United can become an attacking force, but not under the tutorage of Jose Mourinho and his like. They need a coach whose football philosophy is centred on attacking football. A coach like Pep Guardiola or Carlo Ancelotti will change their fortunes for good, says Obina. But James Olatunde Roberts in Sierra Leone is optimistic. I think next season will be very good for Jose Mourinho if only he offloads older players and gets younger and faster players. If he has a serious number seven like Alexis Sanchez, I think it will be OK, says James. And King Jatta in the Gambia agrees, saying yes, sure, why not? But only if they sign good and talented attacking players. Then sure, they will become an attacking team next season. Amadou Mane is also in the Gambia. I believe Man United can become an attacking team again, says Amadou, but they need a real rebranding. They need a proper left-back, a creative midfielder, a defensive midfielder and a centre-back, says Amadou. Paul Truman in Nigeria says Jose Mourinho can reinvent United's attacking style of play. He did that with Real Madrid when he won the league in a record-breaking season where Madrid scored the highest number of goals. He just has to bring in the right players and get his tactics geared towards goal scoring. Fabrice in Cameroon says he is a die-hard Manchester United fan. I think we can become an attacking side again, says Fabrice, if we bring in the right players. We should not forget that when Sir Alex was playing attacking football, most teams couldn't match up with his side, but now the story is different in the league. I would not like to see my team play attacking football and then concede many at the back. It all boils down to the players Jose has, but I think he can go attacking, says Fabrice. Moses in the Gambia is another die-hard United fan. He says, in my own opinion, I'm not feeling calm with the way that we are playing. Absolutely, I think the manager needs to improve more on players to attack than defend. And I think next season will be different, says Moses. I hope for more from Pogba and Mkhitaryan and expect to welcome new faces during the off-season. And finally, Ali Mami Fofane in the Gambia says, Yes, of course. Next season we're going to win the Champions League and the Premier League. We're coming back strong, so tell all the English teams that the King is back. No one can stop us this time, I promise you. The King is back, says Ali Mami. Well, thanks so much for all of those comments. Always great to hear your views. And this week we're asking, Is Arsene Wenger right to stay on at Arsenal? As after months of speculation, Arsene Wenger and the Arsenal management decided that he should stay on as Gunners manager for another two years. So is this the best thing for the club? Send us your thoughts. Go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. 
or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Is Wenger staying on the best thing for Arsenal? Well, it was a winning end to the season for Wenger, taking a record seventh FA Cup as a manager and taking Arsenal to a record thirteenth FA Cup triumph as a club, as they beat Chelsea in the final at Wembley. Well, last week we reflected on the English Premier League season, and this week our European football expert Stuart Weir in the UK has for us his top ten African players of the season. Well, a great season for Victor Moses at Chelsea, although the Nigerian ended with a red card in the FA Cup for getting a second yellow for diving. But no doubt, a real success was Victor Moses this season, Stuart. You know, Victor had not started a Premier League game for Chelsea since 2013, and there was nothing to say the season would be any different for him. But he's played most of the games. He's scored three goals, and it's really all down to two things. The new manager Antonio Conte changing the formation, playing three at the back with two wing backs, and Victor being flexible in playing a position he'd never played before, and really showing that this actually showcased his talent, not only defending but really attacking and putting in excellent crosses, and of course, as I said, scoring three goals himself. Another absolutely outstanding season was Sadio Mane, who went from Southampton to Liverpool. Last summer. Now, I did say that adapting to a big club could be difficult, and I wasn't sure, given that Liverpool had Sturridge, Divock Origi, that he would actually get a regular starting place. Well, did he have? What a brilliant season! Scoring 13 goals and really often considered just to be the outstanding player at Liverpool. So Sadio Mane made that tradition, and of course, when I say he scored 13 goals, don't forget he had an injury and was at the Cup of Nations as well. And staying with Liverpool, I confess I didn't know a lot about Joel Matip, the Cameroon player, when he signed from Schalke. And again, he's held a regular place, played very well, a very solid contribution from him. And I think the same would be true of Manchester United's African player Eric Bailly, who signed from Villarreal last summer. He wasn't a star on the world stage at all. But you know he's played 24 league games for Manchester United, and has been outstandingly their best defender. And you know Manchester United have been weak at the back. People have had criticisms of Smalling, Jones, and Rojo perhaps not commanding in the air. But Bailly has come in and really been solid and transformed that Manchester United defence. Yes, Eric Bai impressing, and、uh, Kenya's Victor Wanyama moved with manager Mauricio Pochettino from Southampton to Tottenham. He surprised a lot of people with his performances this season. And again, I'm sure I am recorded as saying that he may struggle to get into a strong Tottenham midfield. Well, he's played 35 league games, which is not bad out of 38. And you know, in his three years at Southampton, he scored three goals. In his first year at Tottenham, he got four goals, and he's been a big part of the Tottenham season. You know, he recently said that he owes a lot to manager Pochettino, who has helped him not just to be a defensive midfield player, but to get forward and to be helping the attack and also scoring goals. And of course, as we know, Tottenham came within a whisker of winning the league. Then I'd like to mention Idrissa Gueye. 
the Senegal player at Everton who came from Aston Villa. Now, he was in the statistics we mentioned as having made most tackles in the Premier League. And Everton have had an excellent season and he's really made the transition well and had an excellent season. A newcomer who's impressed enormously is Wilfred Ndidi, the Nigerian who came from Genk to Leicester City. Now, Leicester, at the time when he came in the transfer window at uh, January, were in danger of relegation. They were missing Kante terribly. And Ndidi, being quite a young player, might have thought he was just joining the squad and hoping to get the odd game. But he's become a regular player, playing 17 games since Christmas, in the Leicester City team and help them to move up the table. And, you know, the fact that people say he is replacing Kante is almost the biggest compliment that you can give him. It's quite a step up from the Belgian league into the Premier League, but he's done it really without a problem. Wilfred Saha has decided to nail his colours to the Ivorian mast, having previously uh, had a game for England and friendly. And he's had an outstanding season. I would say, quite frankly, without him, Crystal Palace would have been relegated. He had a difficult time when he went from Palace to Manchester United. He was signed by Alex Ferguson, didn't get in the team. Then David Moyes came along and that didn't help. And he came back to Palace. Didn't make an immediate impact back at Palace, but my goodness me, this year he's played most of the games, scored seven goals, and in a struggling Palace team, he has been outstanding. So Wilfred Zaha doing really well. Uh, That's eight, Stuart. So who else makes your top ten Africans in the Premier League this season? Two more to mention. Omar Niasse, the Senegal player, had a torrid time at Everton, not getting on the field in the Premier League. Then, in the transfer window, he went to Hull, played 12 games, scored four goals, and was a really important part of Hull's end-of-season run, which almost kept them in the Premier League. They just failed at the end. But, you know, his goals kept them alive until, really, the last couple of games. And then I have to mention Yaya Torre. Now, what would have been the odds against me mentioning Yaya Torre as an outstanding Premier League player this season? When you think back to about October, November, when his agent had fallen out with Guardiola, it seemed odds on the Tory would leave in January. There was also the rumours that he had not got on well with Guardiola at Barcelona. And then he had this most phenomenal second half of the season, playing 22 games, scoring five goals, back to the old commanding Tory. He's now 34 and... At the time I'm speaking, it's not yet certain if he will stay on at Manchester City. Already four players have left City, and I think that evidence that Guardiola is trying to do a major change of the squad over the summer. So we'll have to see what happens there. Well, sure, but uh, Yaya Toure teaching us all a lesson about perseverance and determination this season, I'd say. Thanks a lot, Stuart. And next week, Stuart takes us through the African players who, for him, disappointed this past season in the English Premier League. Well, finally, on the show for this week, our interview with Ghana international striker David Akam, who plays for the Chicago Fire in the US Major League Soccer. Akam is 26 years old. He's played nine times for the Black Stars. He moved to the US in 2015 after two seasons with Helsingborg in Sweden. 
At the Chicago Fire, Akam has played alongside Bastian Schweinsteiger, a World Cup winner with Germany and a former Manchester United player. Well, it's not looking good for Ghana in World Cup qualifying for 2018 with one point from two games, but hopes are high under new coach Kwesi Apia, also with the Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers starting next weekend. Well, our man Liam Flint spoke to Akam on the line and first asked how life is in the USA with the Chicago Fire. It's horrible, like a family. Everyone is like a family in the club. Mm. From the top hierarchy to, to the players to, to the staff, everyone is like a family. We, we see each other every day because we train at the same facility where the staff work. And you see everyone every day and you talk to them. So it's more about the family. Do you reckon you're playing the best football of your career right now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I'm in the form of my life, playing really well, and hopefully I'll keep continuing like that. So what's the key for that? Is it just because you're enjoying your football? Is it the guys you're playing with? What do you think is making it that way? I think one is um, I'm enjoying my football, and football is all about fun, having fun, and at the moment I'm having fun, and also there's a lot of good players in the team now, so it's, it, it makes it easier for me to play well. To have Schweinsteiger there now at the club, obviously you've powered up with him. How good has it been to have him around and now to be able to call him a teammate? Uh, this guy has won everything in, in football and for me to be playing, to be in the same locker room with him is amazing because yeah. you, you, learn, you learn a lot from him, from his experience and, and he really wants to win. He really wants to play every game and win so... You have someone like him in the team and you just want to play well for him and also to learn from him as well. Do you think the perception of the MLS is changing with the success that everyone's having? Do you think it's attracting bigger players at a younger age? Yeah, I think so. Because before you, you tend to hear about MLS being a retirement league and stuff, but at the moment the quality is, is improving and the league is attracting good players coming to the league because of the model and the way they doing stuff here the league will keep growing growing every year now Ghana ranked inside the world's top 50 so you're on the rise had a tough start to your group do you think you're going to qualify for the World Cup? at the moment I think it's, it's really difficult but we Ghana have the players we have everything that we can to qualify to a World Cup but it's, it will take a lot of hard work because we, we are second now behind Egypt and Egypt are also playing well, so we just we just need to win all our games, and we still have the quality, and, and I think we, we still have a chance to qualify. And obviously, you got a new coach. Are you getting used to the way that he plays and how he wants you guys to perform? Yeah, he actually called me to the national team first time, and that that's about three years ago, four years ago when he called me to the national team first time. And I have so much respect for him. He's he's played. He's played well for the national team and also he's got like, at the moment he's got a good coaching uh, background, so hopefully that will help the national team progress. Just tell me a bit of your testimony of how your relationship with God has grown through your football. I think every every year my faith in God keeps growing because my parents, I was, I was brought up in, in a Christian family and I keep trusting God in everything I do because... He's been there in the bad times and, and he's been there for me also in the good times. So what I keep doing is, is trusting the Lord every every time for him to keep carrying me through. So do you think you'd be where you are right now if you hadn't included God in what you're doing? 
don't think I'll, I'll be here right now because I think it's for me it's God who keep who keep blessing me with all these opportunities and there's a reason for everything and I think God reason was for me to be here at the right time and, and for me I always thank God for, for these opportunities he keep blessing me with why do you think God has given you such talent with your feet why do you think he's given you that ability with a football why not something else <laughs> that, that's a difficult question I think God God actually want me to to do his work through this talent and he knew me before I was born he, knew, he knows the number of hair on my head so he had the right answer but I think the main thing is that he want me to be here playing soccer and also doing his work and and he knows I'll be able to do it. That, that's why he gave me this talent and opportunities. That's David Akam, striker with the Ghana national team and the Chicago Fire in the USA, speaking there to Liam Flint. Well, that's it for the show for this week. All but looking forward to a great UEFA Champions League final on Saturday night as Juventus take on Real Madrid. We'll see who comes out tops there. And on social media this week, we're asking, is Arsene Wenger right to stay on at Arsenal? Give us your thoughts. So go onto our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa, or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Is Arsene Wenger right to stay on at Arsenal? Well, from me, Steve Vickers in Harare, from Solomon Ashams in South Africa, and Stuart Weir in the UK. Thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.